I was looking at the calendar, and uh, well, looking at the calendar, how many know Cali Life's about to launch? And many of you have been part of that and helping with that. So we only got like a, two Sundays from now, Cali Life is going. And it's been a long time in the works, and lots of people have helped and served and, and given to that. And I know, are you here this morning, Robert? Stand up if you would again. Uh, you know, Robert Downing has been down there relentlessly. Uh, and Wayne, stand up. Wayne's helped as an architect. And I don't, how many else? Anybody else in here that's been down there serving, giving a bunch of people? And anyway, um, this last week, we thought we had the final. And they showed up, was it Friday? And they said, one issue you had to fix. And that was the ADA thing about the bathroom door. These guys were down there, and it's all done, ready for inspection. And next weekend's the open house. So next Friday night, June 1st, is the open house at 5.30 or 5 to 7. And Mike asked me this. He said, I'd love to have a bunch of church family there on our opening day, June 10th, but it only seats a little over 100. He said, so if a bunch of church family comes, the people I'm after aren't going to be able to come. And so I told him, I'll try and get people there on your open house, and we'll just celebrate at a distance. I'm going to go to the grand opening. I'll take a video, and we'll, maybe we'll beam it up here somehow. I don't know. But uh, come, come uh, celebrate with them next Friday night. Could you do that? And uh, they're getting close financially. They're, there's a few more things they need to work on. So if you pledged or if you still want to help uh, make that happen, you can see them, see us, and we're still supporting them until the doors are open and people are coming. Amen. You know, this is a really cool thing. He told me last week, they were in there working, and a homeless guy that had been by a few times for prayer, he showed up with a handful of change and gave it to Mike and said, this is, this is for your church, to get, to get your church open. So I believe he's going to have a great, great impact down there. Amen? And uh, like you said, he's between the tattoo shop, the head shop, and the bar. He's kind of like right in there, and so it's going to be exciting. And then the other part, looking at the calendar, I, I started doing the math, and I'm 12 weeks away. I got 12 Sundays left before I transition out as lead pastor and go more to missions and senior pastor. And so in those 12 weeks, we got a couple special things happening in between. And so I started looking, and let me back up. I, I'm still going to be staff and around, and so our heart's here. We're, we're just shifting roles. Pastor Jeff's doing an awesome job helping move our church forward and help organize. Yeah, give it up for Pastor Jeff and our team, and we really, really are connecting, excited about what's next, but I probably won't be on the, you know, as much as like the feeding schedule, like it's, okay, this is what the series should be. I I'll maybe have a secondary role to that, and so I was praying and asking the Lord, legacy-wise or message-wise or things that are in my heart, God, that I, I would want to stick as I'm transitioning. I, I want this to be part of the DNA of the people as we move forward in you. What, what are some of those things? And so I had to go back to a couple encounters I had with God that were significant. I've shared them through time, but I think those have become part of me and, and part of my message that I, I just kind of want to remind you of this morning. Is that okay? And... Uh, I want to talk about receiving from God, just receiving from God, and, and the importance of learning because it's a skill. It's something you develop. It, it, as you grow in the Lord, there, there's something that starts shifting and changing when you enter into this relationship of receiving and giving. 
and every relationship, that's part of it. In our, on our marriage relationships, it's about receiving and about giving. It's about learning how to serve, but also how to receive. Jesus said, freely you've received, now freely give. He intended us to walk in a relationship where we're receiving things from him and not just financial things, where we're receiving insight, where we're receiving grace, where we're receiving wisdom, the things that we can receive from him and then we turn around and reciprocate by giving and, and serving other people. That, that relationship, giving and receiving, is crucial in growing in the Lord. Does anybody believe that this morning? And the hard part is I've watched, I've watched people get to certain places and things dry up. And you say, how come they keep growing and they're moving forward? And how come this person seems stale and seems like they're stuck? And, and it's not on God's end. I think it's on the receiving end. So we're going to talk a little about that this morning. Is that okay? In uh, 1993, when I was, uh, I was associate pastor, Tim Morbitzer, the founding pastor, came to me and, and he said this. He said, I, I think Penny and I were moving back to Indiana to be with our family and I believe you're supposed to be the lead pastor. And I've shared this story before. I, I was planning on moving us to Bolivia and to work with some families there that were church planting in the mountains, and these are fabulous guys and cool families, and that's what was in my heart. I'm not sure it was 100% Jan's heart, but <laughs> I, I said, I'm going to go spy out the land, and I'll come back with the good report. And so as I was ready to take that trip around Christmas in 93, um, Tim Orbitzer came to me and he said, I, I feel like we're stepping down as lead pastors. You're supposed to be the next guy. I said, I'm praying about missions. He said, pray about agape. So I went to the mountains. And this is the Bolivia mountains. And it wasn't a village quite like this, but we hiked in. We get to this little church and we're interpreting. I'm going from English to Spanish, Spanish to Quechuan, double translation, super awkward, few minutes into it, I say, you guys got this. You go Spanish, Quechua, and I'm going to sit back there. And so I did. And in a few minutes, I opened my Bible, and like the presence of God <laughs> filled, filled that little church. I don't know about anybody else, but like it was, he was with me. And, and he, I opened my Bible, and this is the scripture he gave me. It's highlighted in my Bible. And it says, return unto me, O backsliding children, so at first, I wasn't sure he was talking to me or not, but it says, return, O backsliding, Joseph, says the Lord, for I'm married to you, and I'll take you, one from a city and two from a family, I'll bring you into Zion, and I'll give you shepherds according to my heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. And in the next hour or so, my Bible just opened up to all these passages about what a shepherd should look like and what, what, what should happen in a shepherd's heart and taking care of people, I mean, in a short little while, God was just encountering me for this next season about what a shepherd's heart looks like. But the interesting thing to me, these words here, when he says, I'll, I'll give you understanding, well, first of all, he said, I'm married to you. And that, that's relationship. He, he said, people, I'm married to you. I want relationship. I want intimacy with you. So this receiving and giving thing, it, it comes from relationship. He didn't say, I, I, I want you just to serve me as a military leader, as the general, as the captain, Lord of hosts. No, he said, I, I'm married to you. And so shepherds, understanding that God wants that kind of intimate relationship between us and to develop that. And then when he said, I, I want you to feed him knowledge and understanding, looking that up, the word understanding is the word sashel. And it means to be wise and to behave wisely. It's the complex, intelligent thinking process that occurs when one ponders and reasons, learns, and then reaches a conclusion. So he said, I want you to feed them knowledge and understanding. 
help teach them how to think about me, how to, how to have a relationship with me and to grow in that. And I've had to learn that myself. It's hard to teach other people sometimes when you're still growing and that yourself. But maybe we've been on a journey together trying to understand and to grow in that. Amen? And, and what that word also means, the chow, it means teach them how to prosper. Teach them how to prosper. And so it's been my heart to see people increase, to go from here to there, to see people move forward. And, and if you've been around here for a while, there's great stories of how people have come out of their old stuff and walking into their new stuff and new things and new wine and all that and, and just being part of that, that transformation, teaching people to prosper is teaching them how to receive from God, how to get things from there to here, how, how to receive from God's bounty, from his how great he is, all the resources he has, teaching people to prosper, is how do you access the things of God and bring them into your own life and to walk in those things? Amen? And so the other encounter, it's about 10 years ago, I'm at Lake Margarita, and I've shared this story several times. I got my little camper there uh, next to the lake, and I, I'm walking on the lake just worshiping God. Nobody's out there. It's a beautiful blue sky, amazing day. And I don't have many visions. I, I, I get like impressions and spiritual things in some dreams, but not a lot even those. But this day I'm walking and I just had a vision in front of me of a man teaching a younger guy, older guy teaching a younger man to fish. And he had a certain color lure. It was a red and white lure. And he was being super intentional and in saying, this is how you fish. And I, I felt the Lord said, you're going to teach him how to fish. And after that, the horizon lifted up. Just the, the whole sky opened up, and as far as I could see, people were coming to Jesus. As far as I could see. And it was like about teaching the next generation, training the next generation in how to fish. Well, first I was thinking, okay, fishermen, this is about evangelism. But the more I prayed about it, it's no, no, it's teach them how to receive. Because when you're fishing, you're taking things from the unseen realm, and you're bringing it into the seen realm. When you're fishing, you're, you're, you're in, going into this other place, this other dimension, and you're receiving from that place something that maybe you, you can't see, you don't know about, you don't fully understand, but how do you get that thing to happen? And it's got to do with receiving, amen? Wow. So receiving from God, and just think about this. What, what is receiving from God like if you equate it to fishing? There's some things it's not like, but there is some things about fishing in the natural like receiving from God, and I laid that question out in Daybreak Chapel, and they came up with all kinds of ideas. What, what are some things that you can think like fishing is like receiving from God? Anybody? You don't know what you're going to get till it fully appears. There's something to that. Like there's an expectation. I don't know anybody that really goes fishing expecting to catch nothing. Maybe, well, I think about that. When Jan, when, when Jan and I first got married, her dad would go on annual fishing trips. They were annual drinking trips with his buddies, and I just got thrown in, but I was transitioning into my Christian stride. Anyway, so, so maybe not everybody goes fishing thinking they're going to catch something. Most of the time, you go fishing, but you don't know exactly what you're going to catch that day. There's an expectation, and you know what? That turns into testimonies. Because if you knew every day I'm going to go catch, I'm going to catch a fish this big, it's not like going to the fish store and said, give me a fish this big, and you go home and go, look what I got. No, fishing, there's an expectation, and there's surprises, and there's testimonies. And when you're receiving things from God, sometimes he wants to do big things that you're not even aware of. Sometimes he wants to surprise you with amazing things. Is that not true? What else about fishing? Nourishment and strength you get from the fishing. 
How about patience? Come on. How about when you're fishing? Unless you go to the trout pond, that's where I used to take our kids. If we're going to learn to fish, we're going to guarantee you're going to catch a fish in five minutes and we're out of here. No. Well, have you ever tangled lines and all that with five-year-old kids? Anyway, so, so fishing, fishing, there, there's patience involved. And how many know when you walk with God, there's patience involved? When you're asking him for things, I mean, isn't that the part of discipline and growing up and having to wait? Through faith and what? Patience, you inherit the promises. So when you're learning to receive from God, there's this whole thing about patience that begins to develop in our life. It's character development. He does as we wait for him to answer the things we've asked him for. What else? Catch and release. Oh, there's catch, there's release. There's receiving, but you're also giving back. There's sharing. You receive. Sometimes you say, and it's happened in here several times, I caught so much, I caught my limit. Can I give you a couple fillets? Thank you, Jesus. Fish tacos tomorrow night. That, that catch and release thing happens. What, what else? There we go. It's nice being out on the water, even when you're not catching. That's, that's a plus. What's that, Nate? Struggle. Struggle. Some, you, ever, you ever caught a big fish, and it, it takes a while to bring them in? I went salmon fishing once off of Port Angeles, and I, I caught a good-sized salmon. The first time I saw it, it jumped out of the water about 100-some yards. You get it to the boat, it runs again. You get it to the boat, it runs again. And so there, there's, there's sometimes a struggle in making it a reality. And how many have ever gone, God's given you a promise, but there's episodes happening or circumstances before you really receive that? Anybody? A few people. All right. Anybody else? Another idea about this? What's that? Adrenaline rush. In the middle of it. And sometimes when you're standing in faith for God to do something and he starts to work, isn't it exciting? There's excitement. When there's a fish on, man, the boat comes alive. And when, when God's doing those things in us, it brings life to us. Amen? Well, we'll move on with that. But, but oh, you had something, Pastor Jeff? Yeah, well, I, I had to give the best idea for Okay, your hand was up for a while. I'll, I'll go, go ahead. Stand up since you're the next pastor. Go ahead. Getting ourselves in the right position at the right time. Mm. Right position. Right time matters. Amen? With the right bait. With the right bait. Okay. Hey, you guys are coming alive now. We're never going to get to the end, and it's... Go ahead. Finding joy and peace in the waiting. There we go. There we go. It's got to do with being out on the lake. Clayton? Frustration. Sometimes the waiting... Can you identify a little to that in the season you're in? Yeah, yeah. That came right from your heart there, buddy, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> When you're in the season of waiting, because you, you, you know, what's next, Lord? What's this going to look like? Go ahead. Get it, having to get in the water. Anybody fish with waders on before? I haven't. But anyway, I've, I've seen people fish with waders. Okay, let's move in forward. This is receiving. This is, these are some thoughts, definitions of what it means to receive. To take into one's possession something offered or delivered, open arms and accepting it with thoughtfulness. So, so... This is to take in your arms, and, and there's a difference between receiving and taking. Taking is just sometimes forceful. You're, I'm just going to take this, but receiving is different. You're, you're taking into your arms what someone else is willfully offering you. They, they've, they've given it to you, and so when you're really receiving something, you do it with thoughtfulness. Somebody gives you a gift, and you go, oh, yeah, thanks. Well, you throw it. Oh, yeah, well, nice. That's nice. Thanks. Happy birthday. Yeah, thanks. 
No, is that how you receive a gift? No, it's with thoughtfulness. So when you're really receiving something, you're, you're, you're evaluating it with, intention, with intentionality, and you're saying, well, that was really thoughtful. You knew my favorite color. You knew the kind of music I liked when you gave this to me. You, you this gift certificate to the restaurant, you, you know what I, we, we like to go out, we like to do. There's a thoughtfulness. There's a receiving behind it. Number two means to react to something in an intentional, specific way, to receive a compliment or correction. I was talking to a young couple here a couple weeks ago, and I said something to her, and she said, well, I, I received that. And they looked at each other and said, we never used to say that. People give us compliments. It's kind of you don't know really what to say. But now when people say something, we say, I received that. I received that. That's from being around here. I received that, brother. Uh, receiving it means I, I take it, I, I take it, and it, it means something to me. It's going to have an impact on me. I, I received that. Last and not least, but to welcome someone in usually a formal way, as in welcoming dignitaries. So, you know, if we were going to receive an ambassador, and we said we're going to receive an ambassador onto our campus, we'd fix things up. There'd be a certain protocol that would happen in order to receive them in the right way. And so in the kingdom, when you're receiving things from Jesus, when you're receiving things, when there's honor involved, because he said, he who honors me, him I will also honor. When, when you're receiving things from Jesus with the right heart, with the mi mindset, with intentionality, when you're receiving things, and then this could change my life. This could help me move forward. This could keep me in the race. This could keep me growing. When, when you receive something from him with intentionality, things can change. Lives can change. People can change. Futures can change when we're open to receive. Amen. And we're going to talk a little about what stops us from receiving. And when we stop receiving, we stop growing. And when we stop receiving, we stop giving. And your life heads in total wrong way. Here's what John 1, this is how it all starts. He came to that which was his own, John 1, 11, that which belonged to him, his world, his creation, his possessions, and those who were, not his, were his own people, the Jewish nation, did not receive him and welcome him. But to as many as did receive and welcome him, he gave the right, the authority, the privilege to become children of God. That is to those who believe in, adhere to, trust in, and rely on his name. John 1.12 simply says, to as many as received and to them he gave the right or the privilege or the authority to become children of God. Some received, some didn't. Some welcomed him, said, we believe you are who you said you are. We, we welcome you. And when they welcomed him, everything changed. They became born again. They got into his family. They had the rights and privileges of a child of God. Where did that come from? From understanding how to receive. And you and me, we can keep going through life the same way when we understand how to keep receiving from God. Keep bringing things, the good things, the new things, the fresh things, even a reminder of old things. When we re receive those things into our life and learn how to do it, we're going to keep moving forward in him. Amen? So how do you receive? You receive by what? By faith. By faith, by believing in, adhering to, trusting in, relying on his name. We're going to go into this much deeper in the next week or so. But when we receive by faith... By believing him because he's made the promise, because he's told us what he would do, his intentions were. When we receive those things by faith and believe those things by faith, we're going to keep growing and moving forward in him. So let's look at God's heart for a moment. What's God's intention? If, if we quit receiving, do you think it's on his end? No, this, he says over and over in his word things like this, Psalm 84. 
For the Lord is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. Read the yellow with me. No good thing will he withhold for those who walk uprightly. No good thing. No good thing will he withhold. And so the things you need in your life and I need in my life, does he want to withhold that? Nope. No, when we walk upright before him with the right, excuse me, right integrity, right heart, right attitude, he, he said there would be nothing he would withhold from us. So the issue is not with him, is it? The, the issue is with us sometimes, positioning ourselves, shutting our hearts down, not understanding or developing the skill of how we receive from God. What are the, some of the good things God's done for you? Can you think of some? Huh? Can you think of a few? Healing. How many have ever received healing from the Lord? We just heard a power, lots of hands up. We just heard a powerful testimony. We walked that out with Tom and prayed with Tom. And to be honest with you, there was a season where Tom looked like things were going a different way in the natural. But man, I just commend you. You stood on the word of God. You, you kept seeking and asking and knocking and pursuing. And you got the result of it. You didn't give up. And so how, how about some other good things you received from God? Renewing. A husband. Praise God. Who, who just said that? Denise. You received the good thing. I received, scripture says when you find a wife, you receive a good thing. She's not, she's not a thing, but she's a good thing. And um, so anyway, th those are things we receive. How many have ever received favor from God? Favor. You were highlighted. You got the job, the promotion. You put your application in and, and you got picked above somebody else. How many knows God could give you favor that way? Amen, Raul? Into that program you just got into. How, how about... Peace in difficult circumstances. Anybody receive that? Things are rough. Things are tough. But somehow, the peace of God comes on you. You, you receive the peace that's contrary. You shouldn't be walking that way. You shouldn't be free of that worry. You shouldn't be free of that concern. Everybody else is worrying for you. But you're in peace. Amen. You're in peace because you received a peace that passes understanding. How many received increase in, in their housing and things like that? Man, we, we've seen God break through three different times in our housing situation. Twice, getting in houses we shouldn't have been able to afford, we couldn't have, but God made a way to get us in those houses. I'm grateful that he takes care of his people. Anybody else? I've received the love of the Father. I've received patience when I've been impatient. impatient. There's, there's lots of things that we can position ourselves to receive from him if we walk with him that way. And you quit receiving, you're going to quit, quit doubting. I know when I, I first came to Christ, man, I had trouble just receiving things by faith. I did. I, I was a science guy, so it always had to make sense and where it's going to come from and how is this going to happen. Show me how this is going to happen. Sodium plus chloride equals salt. How is this thing going to happen? That's how I'd approach it. You know the funny thing when I, I look back? God, and that was kind of the doubting Thomas syndrome, God used seven different Thomases in my life to bring me to Jesus, which is just interesting in hindsight. There was Tom Sperling, was the first guy that ever preached Jesus to me. Tom, Bill Thomas worked with me uh, when I was a janitor. He had this big praying Jesus on the side of his van, and so he's always stalking me and telling me, man, you need to receive Jesus, Mike. There was Tom Weigel, who was the, the first guy that discipled me. And, and Tom was the first really genuine Christian I'd ever met. And then we had three Bay Area pastors, Tom Quinlan, Tom Evans, Mark Thomas. They all helped disciple me and, and encouraged me in ministry. And I needed a Thomases because I was a doubting Thomas. But God provided because he knows what we need, amen? God's provided friends. He's God's provided 
you know, what's been amazing for me is God's promise for my kids and watching my children walk with God and knowing that has come from a promise from God. He wants to provide, amen? He's a giving God. Now we need to be learn to be a receiving people. This is another promise. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. Read the yellow with me. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? He gave his son. He gave the best. He gave the best. You think he's going to take care of you? Do you think he wants to take care of you? And so now it's me learning to receive from him. How, how do I receive God? And we're going to talk in greater detail the next few weeks. These are some reasons we don't. Some of us, it's unworthiness. We, we, in our mind, we have a hard time measuring up. We think, well, other people are worthy, but I've made too many mistakes. I, I had an abortion. I, I've gone through divorce. I've, I've just, I turned my back on God. I ran from him. I was following other religions, all that other stuff where we can disqualify ourselves because we think God's like us, but his grace, his mercy is much bigger than ours. Amen. He is God. He's one that forgives and restores and reconciles. Not to say those things don't have consequences in our life. I would never diminish the consequences of rebellion against God. But what I do know, I know that I know that I know that God forgives and heals and restores and brings us back into right relationship. So don't let your past stop you from moving forward in your future. Don't, don't let your past, your limitations, like I'm not worthy to receive. That's malarkey. He's made you worthy to receive. He, he's made you worthy. He's brought you in as a son, a daughter of God. You're worthy to receive what he wants for you. Amen, church? Another reason is pride. Pride will keep you from receiving from God. The big I, pride. And mainly because God also gives correction. He gives instruction. And out of all the things that I feel like as I get older is God's correction and his, his reproof, his encouragement, his ability to keep me on the path more so than when I was young, it was about, God, help me with a car. Help me with my career. Help me. And it was about me, 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 me. But now it's, Lord, help me finish strong. Help keep navigating me forward in what you want from my life, your call on my life. And pride can stop us from receiving from God. When, when we you know, exalt ourselves, when we say, I don't need that anymore. I don't need your help. I don't need your counsel. I don't need your wisdom. I'm a self-sufficient guy. I've arrived and we start shutting down the ability to receive from God, our, our, our heart gets smaller, our life gets smaller, our relationships get smaller. The sad thing is when we quit receiving, we quit giving. And most people have got where you are by giving. You, you've been serving, you've been loving, you've been reaching out, you've been uh, receiving, giving, receiving, giving. You've been in that cycle, but now sometimes because of hurt, because of walls, because of getting tired, you, you, you quit receiving like you used to receive. Because you quit receiving, you're not loving like you used to love. You're not generous like you used to be. Something's changed. Something's changed. We're not going to stay there. Amen, church? We're going to move forward. This is the other thing that will keep us from receiving. Now, this is somebody's garage, but... Hey, hey Pastor Jeff, can you come up here? <laughs> So, let's say we're going through life. Let's say. let's say we are. Giving and receiving. Giving, receiving. 
I got lights in my face. Be careful. Giving, receiving. Giving, receiving. Giving, receiving. Giving, receiving. But wait. This and this and this. This and this. Okay. Giving, receiving. Come on, let's try. Yeah, yeah. I knew you would do that. Giving and receiving. <laughs> Deliver me, O oh Lord. Point made. Go sit down, please. <laughs> no, no, we're not. Ushers! <laughs> we have an unruly member. No, this is... Thank you. I'm about to make my last point, okay? Thank you. <laughs> Ooh. So, so what happens when life gets full or your mind gets full or your heart gets full of all kinds of stuff? When, when your heart's full of worry, can you receive peace from God? When, when your life's full, if God wanted to do something new, he wanted to do something fresh, he wanted to use you or me for a divine encounter, a divine appointment. Is my life so full that I couldn't receive a new thing? I couldn't receive something different from God, something fresh from God, because things are too full. Say this with me, make room. How much influence do you think or how much effect just making room in our lives will have on receiving more things from God? In the morning, we're busy, we have routines, but if we made room to hear from God or we made room to receive something new from God or going to bed at night if we just made space or made room for, for him to do something new. Do you think we'd receive more from him? Anybody in here? So that's part of it. If we're, if we're going to say, God, I want you to do something new. I want to receive from you. We're going to have to make room for that. We're going to have to adjust some things. And I just have watched through the years, people keep growing when they keep receiving. Fresh revelation, fresh assignment fresh relationship, something that God wants to do new in them when they stay open to receiving. And then we're going to talk about the giving in in the next few weeks. But when we're open to receive and then we learn to live out of that overflow and we learn to give and we keep, keep exercising, keep practicing, we're going to stay open. We're going to keep moving forward. We're going to keep growing. Amen, church? We're going to dissect this next week. But read this with me. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Next week, we're going to dissect that, and we're going to break that down. Those are action words to keep us in a place of receiving. So stand with me. Let me ask you this. Are, are you still fishing? Are you still fishing? Are you still living life with an expectation that God wants to do something new and something fresh? Are you still expecting to receive from him? Or do you think you've arrived? You think you've arrived and you got it all figured out? Is there room to receive new things from the Lord? Fresh things from the Lord. Fresh faith, fresh testimony, fresh stories, fresh adventures, fresh assignments. You that used to be generous, are you open? Are you open if the Lord says, I want you to help this person or give to that situation? Are, are, you, are you still open to receiving instruction from him and, and insight from him? Receiving is about position. We talked about that in fishing, but it's so true. 
It's a work of grace where we position ourselves to receive from the Lord. Father, I thank you for your presence and I thank you for your desire to give. You're so generous, Lord. And you invite us into this process, this cycle of giving and receiving and giving and receiving. I lift up those that are stuck. I lift up those that for whatever reason, God, they don't see themselves in that cycle right now. They're not receiving fresh things, new things. Where heads bowed and eyes closed, if you would say, that's me, Mike, I, I just want prayer. I, I feel like I'm stuck in that whole receiving cycle. Is that you? Raise your hand. I, I want to pray for you. There's a bunch of people being honest right now before the Lord. Father, I just lift every one of them up to you, and I thank you for a, a, a fresh season of being positioned to receive. If it's making room, Lord, we say this morning we'll make room in our time, our schedule, to, to hear from you and wait on you. Lord, if we're stuck because of pride or we're stuck because of offense, Lord, we give that to you. We want to enter into that, that fresh thing you want to do, that fresh thing you want to do in us and through us. As we're closing, I, I read that passage, first, or John 1, 12, to as many as received him, to them he gave the right and privilege to become children of God. If you never received Jesus before, today you can do it. Simple. Scripture says if we confess with our mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we'd be saved. It's simple as that. We believe and we receive by just confessing him. Is anybody here that said, Micah, I never received Jesus, but today, Memorial Day weekend, I, I, I want to get my life right with Jesus. I want to receive Jesus in my life. Anybody here that wants to do that or feels a desire to do that this morning? We're family. Glory. Hey, prayer team, could you come on up? And if you need prayer as we close, if there's things, heal, healing in your body or something you just need agreement for, and, and we got some qualified, anointed, loving people up here that would love to meet with you and just pray with you and agree with you. And uh, we've seen lots of answered prayer around here. Amen? Amen? And so why not you? Come on up and agree. And as, Father, I thank you again as we're dismissed that we remember what tomorrow's about and that we'll honor the veterans in our life, God. And I uh, thank you as well for just your strength, your peace, your assignments over us as we go, Lord. Use us this week for your glory. Use us this week to make a difference in other people's lives. And all the church said...